Welcome everybody to Causey's Conversations. My name is Jared Causey. Um, I know it's been a while since I've done an actual podcast. I, I released an episode the other day. It was just a sermon essentially. So I'm glad to be back. Uh, it's a perfect time to do it when everybody's quarantined and they have nothing else to do. So they're probably just going to listen to my podcast. That's, that's exactly what they're going to do. There's nothing else. So they're forced to listen to my podcast. But uh, not really. I'm sure uh, people are still finding uh, things to do and stuff. So, but glad you're you're joining us um, on this episode. Though um, it's going to be a, a very fun conversation uh, to have for sure uh, because it's relevant. And plus, I have my two good friends uh, joining me, Grant Keel and Stephen Klaus. They're here. Say hey, guys. Hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> Stephen's being literal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so today's, uh, topic is just going to be essentially what does this pandemic say or reveal, um, about how we feel and view the local church. So, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about because this topic, um, or this, this kind of situation that we're in, it's, it's never happened before in our life. Um, you know, we've had several big, like, you know, uh, like 9-11, we've had big things happen, I guess, but nothing like this that's just affected everybody in the world, you know, and so that's obviously included how we do church and how we, you know, how pastors do ministry and stuff like that, and so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, how this has revealed what we believe about the church, and then we'll get into some details about that in terms of, you know, the Lord's Supper and then a little bit about baptism maybe, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do. But, um, uh, before, um, we get started, uh, on that, uh, Grant and Steven, how about y'all just real quick, maybe say how y'all are doing, kind of give an update on your life, like anything special happening. Okay. I'll go first. Um, mainly because Steven, I see you're, you're muted right now. So I went ahead and figured I'd go. Um, yeah, I'm Grant Keel. Uh, me and Jared, we've been, uh, friends for a long time. I was on his podcast uh, in the earlier days, um, as was Steven. Um, and uh, yeah, me and Jerry, we've been friends since high school. We were roommates in college. We were in each other's weddings. Um, and so a lot of history there, a lot of history there, man. And uh, anyway, uh, I currently am a Sunday school teacher at my local church. I am filling in the gap with our youth ministry because uh, our lousy old youth pastor, he decided to step down. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Uh, <laughs> nah, he, he, he went on to bigger and better things. And, um, and uh, I serve on the worship team, and I'm an electrician at the paper mill. So that's what I do. And I have uh, a beautiful wife, Lauren, and a one-year-old son named Ben. So that's me. Guess it's my turn. Yeah, I, uh, I abandoned the church and... And totally reprobate now. <laughs> now, uh, I'm Stephen Klaus. I'm from DeRitter. Um, I've known Grant from the local church. I've met Jared through Grant and through a group chat that we all started a couple years ago and kind of just hang out in every once in a while. But uh, And yeah, I was on Jared's podcast, oh my goodness, a while back, talking about the charismatic movement and all that. Uh, yeah, and, you're... Uh, your episode has the most downloads still like oh yeah obviously uh, i mean grant yours yours is like three or four i think so it's up there 
well, you know, I mean. You're muted. <laughs> Grant's muted. He cannot respond at this moment. He cannot <laughs> defy uh, the greatness. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I mean, I work, uh, I'm, I guess I'm technically bivocational because, uh, you know, I do have a full-time job uh, working for uh, the state government. And then uh, on the bivocation, the, the ministry side, uh, I was a youth pastor for uh, three or four years loved it but uh just really felt the call to preach so now i'm kind of in a itinerant trying to break into an itinerant ministry and you know waiting on god to open up open up opportunities it didn't you know it was kind of a setback you step into itinerant ministry like the month before coronavirus hits so uh can't exactly say there's a lot of clamoring for uh <laughs> preachers to come fill in on sundays and you know, yeah. preach events and things yeah. when there's no preaching on <laughs> no events. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Cool. Yeah. Um, I appreciate Grant and Steven. They both have done the podcasting thing. They've abandoned it. Um, unfortunately now, <laughs> however, though, they both have like, uh, they're doing Bible studies like on Facebook and on YouTube and stuff. So check it out. Um, they're both doing that. Uh, Grant has duck hunting videos. Um, I have not watched any of them yet though. <laughs> I was telling him I don't. Come on, man. Yeah. Ducks, waterfowl. I'm, I'm pro staff. Come right. on. <laughs> I just, I haven't had any interest in researching duck hunting, um, videos yet. So once, once I want to do that, I'll do it, but no, I'm, I'm, I need to watch your videos. Um, but you didn't even send them to me. Like I, I was kind of hurt. I was like, just going through Instagram, I saw you starting to post these. I'm like, is he going to send them to me? <laughs> is it gonna that's, the la- me? that's the lamest excuse I've ever heard. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, um, wow. I'm, uh, it's not the best, but, you know, give me some, give me some time. I'll, I'll think of a better one, I'm sure. But, no, um, yeah, they both have their own things going. Um, you know, um, it's been a really interesting time in the church. Um, you know, I don't think we've ever went this long without, like without churches all around the country, not meeting physically. Uh, I don't remember this. Like even the first week that it, this happened, I'm like, this is crazy. Like churches just don't like not meet like physically, like you find a way to do it. Like even if the, the church is burned down, you know, you, you'll, you know, you'll gather you know, outside or something, you know, but, um, but anyway, it's, it's been really crazy, but, um, it really has, I think, brought about conversation, about what we think about the local church, like what it means to be the local church. Now, obviously in scripture, we see kind of two parts to this. Um, we see, um, the authors of the Bible, you know, talk about the local church and the universal church, but, but most of of the passages are focused on the local church. You know, Paul, when he addresses a a local, uh, a church, he's referring to a single or maybe even a group of local churches in an area. He's not referring to necessarily the overall universal church mostly. Now there are times he does. Um, I can think of several instances like Colossians. There's an example where he talks about Christ as the head of the church. Um, I think it's Colossians 1 or 2. Um, and so, obviously, Paul is interested, uh, and obviously God himself is interested in talking about the universal church, but 
I think, you know, the fact that scripture points more to the local church proves that, that God is really interested in, in communicating, speaking to, and addressing things that involve the local church. So real quick, if y'all could explain to me, like, why the local church is so important to us today, and uh, especially during these times. Okay, uh, I've been nominated to go first, so... Uh, during these times specifically, I mean, the church is, I mean, the church is vitally important. The local church is vitally important at all times. There is never a time in history when, when it's not important. Um, we should definitely recognize that during times of, um, stress, confusion, chaos, uh, times like now, the local church is uh, extremely, extremely important because the church is the location of the answers to, to the confusion and the chaos. The church, its members, and its officers are the ones who hold the Word of God and through the Holy Spirit, the interpretation of the Word of God and, and what it means. And so the, the church is very much needed in this time uh, evangelistically speaking for, uh, like I said, for, for the place of all the answers to what's going on. Why is this going on? You know, uh, we have those answers. The church has those answers. Uh, but also in the order of, of service, uh, you know, uh, for members to come together and while not literally at this point, you know, physically come together, but to come together to see to each other's needs, you know, we have, a lot of people who it's uh, are high risk for this, particularly the elderly and those with uh, pre-existing conditions, um, and so they need people to who can go out and shop for them, who can do things for them, uh, because they can't get out around crowds. So this is an opportunity for the church to come together for its members and, and for those outside of it to to serve and to help and to uh, you know be you know, the old saying, be the hands and feet of Jesus, uh, in that serving aspect, showing off, uh, God's glory and his righteousness through, through his people. Uh, so, I mean, this is, this is a very needed time, uh, for the church or, or during this time, the church is very needed, um, all the way around. We, we as members need each other, uh, to lean on. I mean, I have definitely felt the vacuum of the absence of coming together. Um, you know, I, I thought it was bad pr uh, probably a couple of weeks before all this really kicked in. Uh, I had to work uh, Wednesday night, Sunday night, uh, or Sunday morning, Sunday night. I had to work and couldn't make it to any church service. And I'm telling you two weeks without church, that was just absolutely miserable. I felt it in my soul. Um, and came to a very deep understanding of why we need church so much. Um, and so now having gone, you know, a month or so now without gathering together, you know, you can feel the, the spiritual need to come together as the body of Christ. Uh, and so, yeah, I'll let somebody else uh, say something now. Yeah, I agree with everything Stephen just said. Um, I think I think this this time that we're in is actually um, good for uh, specifically the American church 
uh, to go through because um, I talked about this in the devotion I did last week that, uh, you know, as, as a Western church like we are, we're, we're pretty spoiled, you know. We get to choose what church, we, what kind of church we want to go to. Um, we got different musical styles to choose from, different denominations. I mean, we got everything at our disposal. We got a buffet of churches we can choose from. Um, but at this time, uh, we're kind of limited. We're very limited. We're more limited now with our church resources uh, than we have in our own lifetimes been, you know. And, uh, and so I think it's really forcing the church kind of out of the four walls of the actual building. Um, I just got a call from one of our deacons this past week checking on me, you know, and uh, checking on my family. And, and uh, we, he talked to me for, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Uh, I was at work when he called. But uh, that was the first time I think I've ever been called by one of our deacons to, to check on our family. And, uh, and so, anyway, like, even though it's not – ideal and I do think it I obviously think it's best that we we're able to physically meet I do think this temporary time is one it's going to help us appreciate um being able to come together as the body of Christ but two it's kind of forcing us to not go through our little routine you know like normally we just go through uh you know grab your bible as part of your Sunday attire put on a smile you know you taught Sunday school class, check. You led worship, check. You're good for the week, you know? But now it's like you're home seven days a week. So how are you being in the church during that, those seven days of the week? So it's really kind of forcing us out of our comfort zones a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads me into the conversation of like, you know, how people are talking about the church now based on what's happening. It seems like a lot of people are saying, you know, us meeting together is good and we need to do that eventually but it's almost as if like a satisfactory or a um just the a substitute for that at this time is doing an online stream now i'm not saying that's not a good thing like i i do agree we need to do that for now but that doesn't mean that i can say like okay, when we, uh, when, you know, I wake up on Sunday morning and I pop up, you know, get my laptop, plug it into the screen, the TV screen, and I'm watching my pastor preach um, and the worship leader um, lead worship, whatever. Like, I can't say that that's actually still church, like, because the local church is, by definition, the gathering of the body of Christ at a physical location at a specific time. Now people will say, well, the, the local church is not, or the, the church is not the, a building. I agree with that, but it's not the building that matters. It's the group of people that are gathering that matters. So yeah, like I agree with that sentiment, but we're, but we can't also say, well, that means we can just meet online and it'd be the same thing. I disagree with that because I believe that as a church, we, we need to be gathering together physically as we can and possible, uh, and you know, when it is possible, you know? And so I guess my question would be to you guys now, based off of what I just said is, you know, do you, would you agree that that's kind of how you see scripture talk about the church or, you know, um, 
you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? And, and are you seeing maybe some folks say the opposite? Uh, I, I 100% agree that, uh, I, I believe that what scripture backs up, obviously the scripture doesn't back up virtual church. You know, They didn't have virtual church back then, but, um, but yeah, what you see in scripture is, uh, the gathering of people. Now, granted, like it, it's not always going to look the same. Let me preface this by saying, I do not support someone who has the ability to go to church, to their local church, staying at home and watching it online every week. I don't support that. Um, I do not support that. I do think it's good that we have that available to people for, you know, elderly people who can't get out or, you know, there's different situations. So I think it's good that we're able to stream that or somebody who may be sick and misses your service that week, um, being able to watch it from home. I think that's good, but uh, I do not support the well-bodied individual who uh, intentionally skips gathering at the local church week in and week out uh, just to watch it online or watch somebody else's church service on YouTube. Um, so I preface all that with that. But, um, you know, the way we do church isn't always necessarily the way everybody around the board should do church. Uh, for instance, uh, you're not going to catch anybody in North Korea doing church the way we do church, you know? Um, and you don't, you didn't see a lot of people in the old Testament or not old, in the Bible necessarily doing church exactly the way we do church, but it was because of their circumstances, you know? Um, I, I think we have to not here. I'm not saying as soon as this is over, we need to be flexible and let people do what, do what they want. But uh, I think I'm thinking ahead here that, uh, that one day, I know this isn't what we're talking about, um, but one day we may not be able to do church the way we do church. You know what I'm saying? Um, one day it may not be, we may not be able to gather a hundred people at a time in a place. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, you know? definitely you're, we're not all, I mean, we're not going to always meet like we do like maybe possibly, I mean, maybe, maybe we will always will. I don't know. But, you know, like you said, like there are churches in other countries that can't meet in like bigger buildings like we have, they have to meet in house churches basically. But they're um, meeting, but they're, they're meeting. Yeah, that's, exactly. That, and they're that's still, the point. Yeah. And they're still that, that's doing, that's what, yeah, they're still that's doing. What I was trying to get to is the fact that they are still meeting. They're still yeah. gathering and, uh, the body together. And they're also still having, so the reformers always said a church is, when the you know group of believers are gathered together physically, and the two, the sacraments are available, so baptism and Lord's Supper and preaching. Um, obviously, there's more than that, but um, they would say those are the three essentials. I believe there there might be one or two on this, but those are the three like center uh, uh, central uh, necessities for there to be a church. So I mean, I don't care if it's a house or whatever you can meet in a bar and i don't care the point is you're meeting and having these things steven what do you think um to be uh honest you know i I definitely think that um of course the the times that scripture was written you know like grant said they didn't have virtual church but i mean you just don't have the option of not coming together uh scripture when referencing 
the church constantly talking about fellowship um coming together to encourage each other you know i mean the big one obviously hebrews 10 25 not neglecting to meet together is the habit of some which goes to kind of grants what he said about the the disclaimer of virtual church you know if you are able to go to church you need to go to church uh don't make a habit of not attending church and using like live stream or something as an excuse um to not gather together because we need that. I mean, scripture is very plain. We need each other. Um, that's something I've harped on for multiple years, especially in youth ministry. Cause you know, you just don't understand, but w- I mean, on, we need each other and not just to say, hi, Hey, hey how you doing? But to encourage and to uplift, to do the things that scripture tells us to do. Um, now, can those things be done outside of church? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We are, we are the church. Like you said, it's not a building. Uh, We're not going to church. You know, we are the church coming together as the church. And so when we leave the building, we're still the church. Um, But the scripture makes it very clear that there needs to be a coming together. There needs to be a gathering Um, where the things, like you said, take place, the ordinances, baptism, Lord's supper, um, uh, the preaching of the word, um, discipline, if necessary, um, those type of things that are vital to church, to uh, church fellowship. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, this is a bummer of a time uh, right now, but we definitely don't need to get, uh, we, uh, you know, uh, I loved what Grant said about this being uh an opportunity to break routine. I hadn't thought of it that way. And I thought that was a really good look at it was this definitely helps to break us out um, of uh, our routines, but I definitely don't want us to get into a new routine of this virtual, you know, well now, you know, uh, we're going to provide every Sunday school class in person and through zoom, or we're now going to provide, you know, every, church your service through through live stream and you know if you don't feel like coming in today don't worry about it we're going to do communion through zoom and through live stream and all that um i I think there's there's just a difference between virtual and in person there's just this different and i don't want to get like mystical or or anything like that but it, it is it is just different we were not made to communicate and to uh, fellowship over a screen. We were meant to fellowship in person, uh, in the same room, in the same building. And so it is, there is just something different and deeper when we can come together and and be together as a church. And of course, there will always be those who never can, regardless of the, the day or the hour, they, they just never can. They're sickly, they're, they're elderly, and they cannot get out of their home. And I definitely think there are some uh, allowances for that. There's grace for that where, you know, you can go to their house and, and with a small group or just the pastor and the elders or pastor and deacons, something like that. But, you know, on the whole, for those who can fellowship, we need to fellowship. It's not just we should. Um, no, it's not just a, oh, it'll, it sure will be nice when we can come together. It is a necessity that when we can come together again, that we do. Um, and, and I think that's what a lot of people are losing sight of. Um, just a, a few I've seen through like social media um, who 
don't make a big deal out of uh, some of the governors and mayors and things uh, forbidding some of the smaller churches and the drive-in churches and kind of taking the government side in that saying, well, they should stay home for safety sake. It's like, no, if there is a way to fellowship together, we need to be doing that. Um, I mean, it, it's just the, the spiritual aspect, the spiritual blessing of fellowship is greater than any physical harm. Um, because if the, if the physical safety was more important, you would have way less martyrs in Fox's book. Um, you know, it's like, oh, well, we may be killed. Let's just stay home. Uh, we may be burned at the stake. Let's just stay home. There, there's, you know, right. I mean, you just, I mean, I, I definitely think we should be taking precautions now, but we should definitely be chomping at the bit for the day when we can come back together and looking for every possible way to come back together. Yeah. Well, um, okay. So let's, um, let's just, um, close real quick. Um, so we're going to do, this is going to be part one and then we'll have a part two, uh, of the same exact topic. Basically we're just going to continue the conversation and get into a few more things more specifically, um, about this. But, uh, so this is part one. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Um, hope you, hope you come back for uh, part two that we will have, uh, we're about to do it shortly. So, uh, make sure to look for that and tune on in. Thanks guys. Appreciate it.